let everybody know that we're still here and we're still fighting for you. And we are going to take care of you no matter what. And to just try to keep each other safe and hold on to hope that we're going to see the tail end of this. This is Still Here, a podcast from WFAE that asks, what does resiliency look and feel like to you? And how have you felt and been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? Being able to hold somebody while they're crying into your arms is a way that we all kind of learned how to connect. And trying to do that virtually has been a huge struggle. That was a big toll that it took on us for a while. What helped you overcome the challenges you faced? And what did you do to cope? With anything that you do in the medical field, do you hone a skill and you have it, and you have it in your pocket for when you need it. And we have that skill now, so we've been able to pull that hat out and put it right back on. I'm Sarah D'Elia. In today's story, we hear from a local nurse about the impact the pandemic is continuing to have on healthcare workers. 30-year-old Brittany Crawford always knew she wanted to work in the healthcare industry. Growing up, she volunteered in different nursing homes, and she remembers being fascinated by ER shows on TV as a little girl. I loved reading like medical textbooks that we'd find at like secondhand stores. I was really like kind of into a scientific brain, so my mom encouraged that. When she found her way to nursing school years later, the intensive care unit is where she felt most at home. She's been a nurse for about 10 years now and currently works for a local healthcare system she asked us not to mention. She says the ICU is where she can make the most impact. Under normal circumstances, it's challenging work let alone during a pandemic that's going on two years. ICU nurse burnout pre-pandemic was very high. We are taking care of the sickest of the sick. We are going to have more bad outcomes, you know, outcomes that we don't want to see than other floors might necessarily see. So the burnout for ICU nurses is, is very high. Since the beginning of the pandemic, Brittany has been taking care of COVID-19 patients. She remembers back to 2020. There was so much fear around the unknown of COVID. How was the virus spreading? What was the most effective treatment? When would there be a vaccine? Taking care of patients who are struggling to breathe, some ultimately end up passing away. It's It's so hard. It's so hurtful on every level. Going into work and having to take care of patients who you feel like are just suffering tremendously and sometimes you feel helpless. The hospital spiritual care team created ways for the staff to mourn, remember, and process those deaths. One common ritual is for a nurse who loses a patient to write everything down about that person, their memories of them and any pieces of their personality that stuck out. The nurse then lights a little battery-powered candle and shares with their colleagues who that person was. We've all kind of like shared our things with those specific patients and all kind of like held each other and cried and been able to let that emotion out and that feeling out and and try to remember them. But there's just some that it will be ingrained in my head forever. Earlier this year, things started to look up. The vaccine was rolling out. Numbers were down. In the spring of 2021, Brittany says, it felt like healthcare workers were getting a chance to catch their collective breath. But that hasn't lasted long. 
things didn't go back to normal per se, but you know, there were times when we would have more COVID negative patients and COVID positive patients. And that was really encouraging that things were kind of taking a turn. And it was good that we kind of had that time to kind of reset to get ready because it's kind of been intense in the way that it was last fall already so quickly. In some ways, it's been easy to slip back into COVID nurse mode. They understand the virus better and there's a vaccine to keep healthcare workers safe. They know what to expect this time. We have that pandemic nurse hat is what we've kind of been calling it. So we know how to be a pandemic nurse now. So being able to put that hat back on and get back into it was a lot easier than it was last year because we didn't know what to expect. And now we do. Yeah. I almost feel like it's like you guys just ran a marathon and you're like, great, I get to take a break. And then it's like, oh, no, just kidding. You have to run this next marathon. That's exactly it. It was like we ran this huge marathon and we're able to breathe and have a Gatorade and, you know, have a sandwich. And now it's like, hey, just kidding. You got to run another one. And it's, you know, a lot of people feel like they're already at their limit. They're like, how much further can we run? And sometimes you just got to keep running so you can't run anymore. And that's what we're all doing right now. Part of the challenge, she says, is getting people to feel comfortable with the vaccine. She says a big part of her job as a nurse is to help educate a patient, not to judge them. There's been people who don't believe it's real, who are actively sick with it. And that's been another thing that's been extremely hard is trying to help someone who won't believe that they're sick, despite being in the hospital, being on high levels of oxygen. And when I'm presented with those situations, I try to give them as much information in a small amount of time that I have with them. As much as people like me and you think that everybody has to know about COVID, there's been people that don't even know that there's a vaccine. Not everyone has access to computers or the internet, she points out. In those cases, she prints out articles from the CDC website to provide more information. And she says this happens more than you might think. Then there have been the COVID-positive patients sick in the hospital asking for the vaccine. I've had patients ask if they already have COVID, if they can get the vaccine now. That has happened. Sometimes after you get to the hospital, it's a little too late to be able to go that route. It takes a few weeks to develop some of that immunity that you get from vaccines. And when you're already sick, it's you're kind of in a more difficult spot. The COVID grind is like this unwelcome house guest that keeps showing up no matter how many times Brittany asks it to leave. She keeps putting one foot in front of the other, and she leans on her colleagues who are really the only ones who truly understand what it's been like to care for the sick during the pandemic. I think resiliency has kind of taken on a new meaning. It's a lot of self-sacrifice while also trying to care for yourself, pulling each other up when we're at our weakest moments and to keep going, to keep fighting the good fight, to keep working through this and helping each other. Sometimes nurses like Brittany are the last ones to hear the final words of a patient about to be intubated. Sometimes those turn into a patient's last words because they never get off the ventilator. And then nurses like Brittany become the messenger. Trying to get families together to tell each other they love each other. and But there's been moments when that can't happen or that doesn't happen. And somebody has said something to you to say to their family or to you directly. And sometimes they're just thanking you for being in there with them. And <clears throat> you just kind of have to 
be appreciative that you have the opportunity to be there for them. To recenter herself after a hard day, Brittany goes out in nature. She lays in the grass sometimes and surrenders to the earth. Meditating helps. She remembers to breathe in and out, in and out. When she reflects on those moments of defeat, she tries to remember she has a skill set that's not easy to come by and that she's needed. Right now, she says she's needed more than she's ever been needed before. So she breathes in and out, in and out, and she gets back up. I'm Sarah Delia. This is Still Here. If you have a story idea for Still Here, email me at sdelia at wfae.org. Find me on Twitter at Sarah WFAE, and that's Sarah with an H. Still Here is produced and reported by me and edited by Greg Collard. Our theme music was composed and produced by Patrick Bowden and Patrick Lee. Together, they make Patrick Otto. Our really beautiful logo was made by Matthew Scott. Learn more about the series at wfae.org slash stillhere. Subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. Still Here is powered by Ortho Carolina. Thanks for listening.